when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry Depoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Soto Mojo podcast. Uh, my name is Colby Patnode, and I'm joined, as always, by Ty Gonzalez. And Ty, I just have to know, what is it like living in Daniel Fox's world? Uh, I mean, man, it, it kind of feels like we're almost living in Colton's world, right? I, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I <laughs> it's, it's somehow... All of us have collectively become Daniel Vogelback stands overnight. Uh, <laughs> I think you know a bit of the uh, the backlash that we received for our our defense of Vogelback kind of helped that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, man, it's it's been crazy. And uh, I you know I had a lot of fun on the uh, on the Twitter account yesterday with with everything that happened. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Um, we should be very clear right off the top about this though is that. Um, if anybody deserves any kind of credit, obviously it's Daniel Vogelbach, but also in terms of our like new, like conversion to the religion of Vogelbach or whatever, the founder is definitely Colton Swanson who writes for the website, big, big, big Daniel Vogelbach fan. Um, and I'm sure the last three or four days have been like Christmas to him, but, uh, (laughs) yes, the, uh, the Twitter community has somehow brought us together under the same, uh, under the same banner that we're fighting for apparently because now the entire Soto account has rushed to the defense of Daniel Vogelbach. And it's just nice to see over the last couple of days that he, uh, well, I mean, he's not making us look bad. I'll say that. So, yeah. um, but no. yeah, so I'm sure Colton is, uh, is thrilled with the, uh, the last week or so or yeah, four days. I, I am, uh, I am officially subscribed to the religion of Cornelius. So, uh, and I, I, I believe you are too. So <laughs> I'm, I'm having, I'm having a ton of fun, uh, watching, uh, watching him just hit the hell out of the ball, man. I mean, yesterday, wow. That <laughs> was, I, you know, I missed the, uh, I was out at breakfast, uh, and, uh, a late breakfast, so I guess brunch and, uh, missed the, uh, um, the double that he had the three run double. But uh, <laughs> I saw the I definitely saw the two home runs and uh, whoo <laughs> those uh, those those weren't cheap either. Both of those were crushed. Yes, the religion of Cornelius Cornelius Vogelback. Cornelius Vogelback, yeah. That's we true. uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's his new name. You know, we're we're going to say it until it catches on. We, yeah, uh, yeah we're gonna so will if... that. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> speak that into existence right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess uh, Vogelback one one is thou shalt always mash or something like that, um, <laughs> because that's exactly what the entire Mariners team did. And before we, we'll we'll save more Vogelback uh, Vogelback specific things for our big pod uh, in the next couple days. But uh, for now, on this show, we're going to talk about the Chicago White Sox series. It was a fun series, um, a lot to uh, a lot to digest there. And then we're also going to do a quick preview of the upcoming four-game series against the Kansas City Royals. So, Ty, the Mariners go to Chicago, a place that has not been kind to them over the years. 
They have uh, two straight days off after a rain delay. Then they play three consecutive day games. And at the end of the day, they come out at the end of the weekend. They come out of that with two wins, um, which is really nice. So just overall impression, what did you think of the Mariners winning the uh, the series against the Chicago White Sox this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it didn't start out great. Uh, you got the, you know, the three errors from from Tim Beckham and, and Kikuchi getting squeezed a little bit and just generally, you know, um, struggling with his command. Um, and somehow they fought back. You know, that felt like a game that they were completely out of. And um, once again, they, the, the Mariners bats, they just they keep on hitting and they're, they're quite the resilient bunch. Um yeah, you know, unfortunately, they you know they lost that first game. Again, you know the the two losses uh, this year really have just come from guys in your bullpen that won't be there for the long haul. That's mm-hmm. again a really good sign. As I as I said last week when talking about the uh, the uh, Strickland blown save, um, it it's. It's incredible what they've been able to do. They, they, you know, for the second straight straight week now, they have done everything that we've expected them to do going into the se- season: play poor defense, have a below average bullpen, mm-hmm. and they still win. Um, and really, you know, a lot of that is just due in part to uh, the hitting. The, you know, this lineup from top to bottom, they're dangerous. You know, you, you, uh, you know, even for a guy like Jay Bruce, who has been, you know, atrocious for the most part, has still hit what five home runs already. I believe Bruce has seven hits and five of them are home runs. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and so, and, and, and that's the thing, and, you know, and another thing that you're seeing right now is they're walking a lot. They lead the league in walks. They're, they're, Working at bats, they're um, they are <clears throat> sorry, they are struggling or they are they're making pitch you know opposing pitchers struggle to get them out. They're they're mm-hmm. working starting pitchers out early in games, you know, and they're they're playing these really long games. <laughs> you know, they, they you know yesterday was nearly a four hour game. You know, but that's because they're scoring so much. Each and every one of their bats count. You know, in this year is when they had guys like Nelson Cruz and Robinson Cano and all and all these guys that could hit home runs. They were only hitting solo shots. Remember when Nelson Cruz was it was on that huge home run streak? It felt like all of his home runs were were shots. That's not happening anymore. You're seeing three run homers, two run homers. They're capitalizing on getting on base. Um, they have a team that's full of guys that have fantastic on base skills, or at least that are the first 11 games. And that's going to play who you're against. If you're working and you have these, these guys that can crank one, you're going to score a lot of runs and you're seeing that right now. I don't know how, um, last with this team, but what we're seeing right now, that's something that could realistically be sustainable because you can't just 
that just doesn't go away. The the instincts, the the discipline to to work counts and stay in control of your at bat. That's that's just not going to go away. Um, and you're seeing it from guys that he have really never displayed this kind of uh, discipline. And I don't know if that's that should be attributed to to Tim Laker or or whoever, but this is whatever they're doing right now. It's working. Yeah, you know, it's um, like I said. I think we all know the Mariners are go- going to hit. Um, they're not going to average eight runs a game. I mean, that's, that's totally unsustainable. They're going to come up against really good pitchers, uh, particularly uh, next starting next weekend, they get Houston and then Cleveland. Um, so that, that'll be a, that'll be a challenge. But as you mentioned, they have a skill set that just doesn't go away, you know, overnight. Um, they're a disciplined team. They don't chase a lot of bad pitches. Um, they're going to take walks and they have power. So will they get shut out? from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. Every team will. Um, it doesn't matter how good your lineup is. If Garrett Cole is on his game, you're going to struggle. Um, so yeah, it's important not to panic about those type of things, but there are a couple of at bats that really, uh, you know, specific at bats that really stood out to me this weekend that kind of show the Mariners new approach or new way that they built their team, whatever, phrase you want to use. The first is uh, just an RBI single by Domingo Santana. Um, I believe this was Saturday's game. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets down 0-2. Uh, the guy just keeps on uh, fastballs. The reliever, he keeps dotting fastballs in the outside corner. And Domingo takes a couple close ones. He fouls a couple off. Um, and he's just waiting, waiting, waiting for him to throw him an off-speed pitch. And that's that's the pitch he wants to hit. And the guy just keeps giving him fastballs. And Domingo, since he's sitting breaking ball, he's way behind on these. But he's just fouling them off, fouling them off. Then he gets his slider. He pokes it into center field for an RBI single. That's a great at-bat. That was like a eight-pitch at-bat or something like that, um, mm-hmm. that after he fell behind early. And that's an, a, that is a professional at-bat um, from a 26-year-old hitter. And I know professional, like the term professional hitter is scoffed at and all that. And I get it. Um but that is that is just a good at bat. And the other one happened uh, yesterday. It was Domingo San or uh, sorry, it was uh, Omar Narvaez. Um, obviously, the first at bat, he strikes out looking on a let's call it borderline pitch up in the zone um, mm. after like a twelve pitch battle. Um, right. But what? But whatever. The next at bat, he comes up there and it's the same thing. He's fouling off pitches. He's fouling off pitches. Then the pitcher makes a really good pitch. It's a it's a breaking ball. It's down on the ground. And somehow Narvaez is on his knee as he's swinging and he knocks it through the hole in the into right field for a base hit. These are at bats that last year, they're not happening. They're at bats that are over four pitches ago. Mike Zanino is not giving you a 12 pitch at bat almost never. Like that's, I don't know what his career high is for pitches seen in a, in one plate appearance, but I bet it's not 12. And if it is, it only happened once. You're not seeing that. Um, and like you mentioned, you're seeing it from everybody. Tom Murphy is a nobody. He just got here a couple weeks ago, and he's had two starts, and every one of his at-bats has been good. <laughs> I mean... Which which is really surprising, because he's the one problem... You know, one of the biggest problems that he's had is striking out. Mm-hmm. He's... he's uh, he His whiff rate is 
very high for his career. And um, you look at him and he's, and he's working counts. And I just, it's, it's really surprising because even when you look at someone like, you know, cause obviously the, this doesn't work for everyone. You know, you look at Jay Bruce, Jay Bruce has had some pretty terrible at bats. Yeah. But, you know, you look at someone like Tim Beckham, Mm-hmm. And he struck out, but he also uh, in in his lane and stay in control of the bat. And that's the thing. Felt that an opposing pitcher has been in control of any at bat against the Mariners this year. Um, I I don't. I just I really have I haven't seen them completely overpowered. Even in the um, even in the game against uh, Trevor Cahill, mm-hmm. you know they they looked outmatched for a couple innings, but after that it was they they really you know once they they got through the second uh, time through the order it it was completely different they they all a really good thing <laughs> and. You know, you know, you mentioned, you know, they got they got the Astros and, and the Indians coming up and and all that with those pitchers. But I really don't feel too uh, I, I don't lack confidence in in these hitters to at least make them work. Mm-hmm. And. And, yeah, they'll get their strikeouts and that's fine, but eventually they're going to break through. And I, I feel very confident in saying that after these 11 games that they will work a pitcher down to the nub and break through to them before the day is over. Yeah. I mean, you see them, you know, like going up against someone like Nathan Avaldi, going up against someone like Chris sale and going up against someone like Trevor Cahill, who looked fantastic through uh, the first time through the order against them. And they didn't waver. So that's, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no panic in the at bats. They're not afraid to hit with two strikes. They're not afraid to strike out. Um, And yeah, I think Tim Laker deserves some credit for that. I also think Jerry DePoto deserves some credit for going out and getting guys who kind of already did that. Domingo Mm -hmm. Santana, Omar Narvaez, Tim Beckham. These are all guys who had, who they strike out, but they are also pretty good at taking walks. Um, you know, and again, obviously, when you see new things from guys like Ryan Healy's a lot more patient this year. Uh, not perfect, but he's he's better. Um, you know, again, Jay Bruce is another guy who takes who will take his pitches. He'll take his walks. And none of these guys have been perfect. Um, they've all had a bad at bat here and there. But the totality of the at bats just weighs down on these on these pitchers. Um, and every pitch has to be good. Otherwise, you run right. the risk of getting knocked around. So um, it just puts a tremendous amount of pressure on this, on this, uh, on the pitching staff. Especially when you look down, and the Mariners' like number eight hitter is Ryan Healy, who's hitting like two eighty with three home runs and eight doubles or something like that. And so um, the lineup is deep, and again, it's going to struggle at some point. All lineups do, even the best in baseball. But I feel reasonably safe on betting on this lineup getting, uh, I don't know, four runs a game, 
minimum. Like that's, I I think their lineup's deep enough to expect them to score at least four every night. Yeah, and they they have a healthy dose of the kinds of skill sets that that any offense needs, right? You know, you got speed, you have power, you have on base skills. They have really a good amount of every kind of skill that you would look for in a hitter mm-hmm. throughout the lineup. You know, Malik Smith, he's not going to get you a home run, but he's going to get on base. And he's going to create problems for opposing pitchers when he does get on base. You know, he's going to live rent-free in, in a pitcher's mind. It's just going to happen. And, you know, and then they have to face... Mitch Haniger, Domingo Santana, Edwin Encarnacion, these guys that will do damage. And that's and that's what you've been seeing right now is your big, you know, hitters, you know, like Tim Beckham and Domingo Santana, they are capitalizing on their opportunities. And there will be some regression in that. There, there will be nights where the the Mariners are 0 for 15 with runners in scoring position because that's just baseball. And, uh, but the good news is that they have shown more times than not that they are able to do this on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And that's not just going to go away, like we said the kinds of things like obviously you can't make total assumptions about teams just 11 games into the season but when you see stuff you know just fundamentals like this you know working counts taking walks you know and it is staying in right and it doesn't really matter about opponent skill and all that it's just in a game plan and sticking to it. Yeah, it's um, it's nice. The nice thing about this offense is, is that we've seen the Mariners get down early um, by a couple of runs, not just one run deficits and all that stuff. And they've come back. They, the Mariners have held a lead in every game this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've held it past the seventh inning or heading into the seventh inning every time. So even when they're falling behind late, they're finding a way to make these games competitive, which really helps the starting staff not feel like I have to be perfect here. Um, Instead, the staff knows, hey, I had a rough first inning. I can go out there. I just, I got to make the adjustment. I got to find a way to keep us in this game um, because my offense will will pick me up. And we saw that on Friday night with Yusei Kikuchi. Again, not his fault. Um, Not all of it was his fault. He wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. Um, Certainly not as bad as the stat line would indicate. Beckham didn't help him out. Um, But really, aside from the grand slam that Malik Smith brought back, I thought Kikuchi was pretty good. So, um, And he kept his team in the game. And and you got a feel for him, right? You know, his first three starts have come with a lot. Right, you know, uh, Friday being his first start since his father passed away. You know, his in America uh and then the, the start before that his first career, you know MLB start in Ichiro's last game in front of you know a, a, a Japanese home crowd it 
I mean, you, you, there's been a lot of pressure on, on you say, and, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how he moves on once, once these starts, uh, start to kind of blend into one another and just the, the stress of it all starts to become less and less, you know, and it just becomes the routine, uh, thing. Right. Um, for him so i was really impressed with how he bounced back though and you know he provided five uh really solid innings for the mariners kept them in the game he was in line for the win um somehow you know mm-hmm. after all that uh and i think that's great and he's uh, he's a great personality you can tell the, that the the clubhouse loves him um uh, the organization loves him and and they that support he needs that because right now he's going through a lot in his personal life. He's going through a lot of change just in general, coming coming over to the states and everything. And uh, it's going to be, you know, this is tough on. Uh, this would be tough on anyone. And he's hand- who's been incredible through his first two starts. Um, I mean that's kind of a shocker right <laughs> i mean yeah. he looked pretty pretty damn good against the red sox and looked good again against the uh against the white sox um and he's striking guys out he's averaging a strikeout per inning or a little over uh i didn't expect that you i i know you have you didn't either but uh he's his breaking ball's been working a lot for him yeah, it's um, certainly is something nice to see. I, I think a lot of people had a lot of questions about the starting rotation. This is probably something we'll dive into a little deeper on our uh, on our regular podcast. Um, but so far, I think you know almost two th- two turns through the starting rotation. Uh, you have to be pretty happy with what you've seen from uh, from your starting five. So um, also shouldn't be overlooked. Wade LeBlanc was really good yesterday um, as well. Um, giving up what two runs and in six innings, I believe it was. Um, so Can we talk and how uh, how much of a pain in the ass that guy is. <laughs> sure, well, go ten for, for it. Ten, ten for thirty. Yes, it, it just it seemed like he uh, they they just couldn't get him out. They. He, he would hit these routine ground balls and they would just find holes. You know, he almost hit a third home run yesterday. If not for Malik's bringing it back, which was pretty much an identical play to the one that he brought back uh, to the grand slam. He brought back. Uh, is uh, that guy is something else against the Mariners. Yeah. He goes from a good player to a hall of fame player. Um, so go figure. Yeah. All right. So, um, like I said, the Mariners take two of three from the White Sox, and now they head out. Uh, well, they head south um, to uh, Kansas City, where they will play the Kansas City Royals in a four-game series starting tonight. First pitch is at 5.15 um, Pacific time, obviously. Uh, Felix Hernandez versus Homer Bailey. Uh, Felix coming off a... A decent start, I guess, against the Angels. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he takes the ball for 
his second start of the year on his 33rd birthday. So uh, what are you expecting to see from Felix tonight? You know, I, I, I really don't know. I, I, I'm always starting out expecting the worst and hoping for the best. Um, I went Angel uh, game last week. That's, um, it'll be interesting. The, the, you know, the Royals, they, uh, they've been hitting a little bit. Uh, Alex Gordon's been, been pretty hot. It's been, I've been solid so far. Um, you know, obviously with Mary, um, they have a, they have a decent enough lineup to, uh, to hurt Felix. And, um, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, what his, uh, his game plan is for tonight. Will he still try to rely on, on, you know, fastball changeup or is it going to be what he should be um being deceptive and and you know using uh the breaking ball more um i you know it's a it's a pretty uh it's actually kind of an interesting pitching matchup because homer bailey's kind of one of those guys that is in a similar situation as felix you know high, uh, high paid guy that isn't you know for more five starter at best um so I expect a lot of scoring tonight from both sides. I think this could be another game like on Friday. It's like ten to eight, uh, and of course, as I say that, it's probably going to be like two to one. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm really interested to see if uh, what happens with Felix here. That's, I mean, you know, if, if he has another decent start, I mean, that's pretty good you know that, that's a way better than we expected and you know you you kind of assume at a gloss with him it's going to be a you know big bullpen day but if he gives you another five to six to quality number five starting pitching efforts on a consistent basis so now the Mariners are off to uh, they're heading down south to uh, Kansas City, south from Chicago, I guess, not particularly down south, but they're heading to Kansas City for a four game series starting tonight. Um, first pitch is at five fifteen Pacific time. Felix Hernandez takes the mound on his thirty third birthday um, for start number two, uh, and he will be opposed by Homer Bailey, uh, formerly of the Cincinnati Reds, now of the uh, obviously Kansas City Royals. So Ty. Um, what are your expectations for Felix tonight? About the same as they were last week, you know, I, I, expecting the worst, hoping for the best. Um, you know, he, he, he had a, an okay start against the angels. Um, there's still a lot of things to, to worry about, you know, the, just the, the, the four swinging strikes on 92 pitches. That's not great. Um, I'm really interested to see, you know, uh, if he's uh, balanced, or you know, what will his uh, his game game plan be against you know this lineup? Uh, is he still going to try to rely on you know change up fastball, which is not the ideal selection for for him now in this stage of his career? Or you know, will he try to be a little more deceptive? Uh, the, the Royals, they you know they 
they're not great, but they have uh, some quality hitters. Alex Gordon is off to a, a pretty nice start to the year. Jorge Soler as well. They are obviously, you know, they have Whit Merrifield, uh, Mondesi, etc. They, you know, they have guys that uh, can create some offense and cause Felix some issues. So I, I'm really interested to see. Um, how he handles a different lineup. Obviously, you know, you look at the angels outside of Mike Trout, they're really not all too threatening. Uh, the Royals, I, I think have, a, um, just a more well-rounded lineup and it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a bit more of a challenge for Felix, I think. So we'll see how he responds. Um, but I, I, you know, tonight I expect a, a significant amount of runs. Homer Bailey, just like Felix, um, He's not great, but uh, you know he's a he's a veteran number five, just like Felix is. You know, ended up being, and and uh, we'll see if if Felix can provide another uh, decent start for you know for what his uh, his skill level is is at now. Yeah, it uh, it'll be interesting to see. Like his first start against the Angels, it was decent against a really bad lineup. So I, I don't know how much stock you want to put in that. Um, but yeah, it just, I don't know. This kind of has a feel of a high scoring game. Um, is How many starts in a row do you think Felix needs to pile up where he's, let's say he looks like he did against the Angels. How many of those in a row do you have to pile up before you, uh, before you trust him? I need to see him do it against a, an actual, like, like a, a quality lineup. Um, and, you know, I, I, yeah, I think the Royals, they have a, a solid lineup and I would be impressed if he, if he had another okay outing against them. But until I see him, um, you know, uh, not struggle with the long ball, not, you know, struggle with command against, uh, you know, a, a lineup like, uh, say, uh, Houston, you know, right. not until then I, I, I don't, necessarily trust him and, you know it's not like i expect a whole lot from him in the first place to to perform against teams like that but you expect a, a, you know for felix to be a quality number five starter he has to be able to at least give you solid innings and take off some of the pressure of your bullpen um and if felix can give it can consistently give you solid five to six inning outings where he's given up four runs. I'm okay with that. But if he's, you know, giving up a home run each first inning of a game, he's struggling to get guys out. He's trying to force his fastball. That's not going to play. Um, so it's going to take a while for him to, to show that I, um, but you know, for as much as 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 we've talked about, you know, just you know, or as much as we've talked poorly of Felix, I I do hope for the best for him. I do hope he performs at a decent enough level to be an okay number five for for uh, for this team. But it's it's going to take a while uh, to actually see if he if he is that, and if not then, you know, that's another discussion. But uh, but right now, you know, we'll take it one one start at a time, and, and uh, we'll just, you know, like I said, expect the, expect the worst and hope for the best. 
Oh boy. If that isn't the Mariners slogan since like 2005, I don't know what is. Um, so yeah, so the next three games, um, Tuesday night, we have, um, again, a five fifteen start. We have Marco Gonzalez, uh, going to the mound for his fourth win. Uh, again, he's being opposed by Jacob Junis, the, uh, the right-hander with a pretty nasty curveball. um, who I seem to remember dominating the Mariners. Was it last year? Um, I feel like it was two years ago. I, yeah, he, I feel like I feel like they got to him last year. Okay. I want to say. I pretty specifically, I'm pretty sure it was Junis. He pitched like a complete game uh, shutout against them in like his first career start or something crazy like that. I could be mistaken, but yeah, that's Marco versus uh, Junis there. Um, Wednesday at five fifteen, it's Yusei Kikuchi versus TBD. Uh, we discovered just before we started recording that uh danny duffy is apparently hurt <laughs> um he's in uh he's in extended spring training so uh we don't know who's gonna start that game and then on thursday april 11th uh, it's a 10 15 uh start time so early morning game mike leak goes back to the mound against jorge lopez so ty i guess i'll uh ask you real quick which of these which of these matchups are you most interested in? Um, because I mean, I tell you that TBD looks like a pretty good pitcher. So, Jonas's <laughs> yeah. career, he has two career starts uh, against the Mariners, and both have been pretty uh, damn good, actually. Uh, a uh, he's only allowed one run in two starts, and he's gone eight innings and seven innings, respectively. Jeez. So. Uh, yeah, so that that'll be interesting. You know, this is a really different lineup from the ones that he's faced in the past. Uh, so you can't really, uh, you know, uh, take a whole lot of out a uh, whole lot from that. Um, but uh, you know, we got uh, there's Marco on the other side. That's that's going to be a pretty pretty solid pitching matchup. I I've always liked Tunis. However, he. Um, you know, outside of facing the Mariners, he's been about average. Uh, I I am, however, um, pretty uh, pretty pleased that they're they're not going to face Brad Keller. I'm, I really like uh, Keller. Uh, he pitched yesterday uh, in a loss to the Tigers, so I'm glad they're avoiding him. Um, but yeah, the, I think the the Junis uh, Marco matchup is is the key one um, in this series. Uh, I'm not sure who the who the TBD w- will be. I assume it's not going to be Duffy because he's in extended spring training, as far as I know. Uh, that was just a quick little bit of research. If if anyone knows otherwise, let us know. But uh, Junis performs against uh, this, you know, completely different Mariners lineup. He's only going to be facing what D Gordon, Ryan Healy, and and Mitch Haniger, right? So, uh, so, you know, well, the, the Mariners have, uh, have played well in the past in Kansas city. Um, again, this is what there's 17 different, you know, players in the last year on this team. Right. Uh, so there really isn't a whole lot to take from that, but, you know, just generally speaking, they have performed well and, um, it should be it should be a really interesting season because they their season uh, interesting series because the Royals they're not great but they also have some talent 
that uh, can bite you. And uh, Jacob Junis is certainly one of those guys. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, their lineup is, it's okay. It's solid. It's not bad. I don't think, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think this has, a, has the makings of a, of a, of a really telling series for the Mariners. This is uh this is a team that can easily sneak a couple games out of you. And, uh, if, uh, if they're not on their, on their game. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that, uh, tomorrow's matchup, Marco, Janice, that's, that's, that's the big one. And, um, after that, you know, uh, Mike Leak, uh, getting the nod again in the, in the finale, uh, really, uh, interested to see how he, uh, how he does in his third start of the year. He's, you know, as I mentioned earlier, he's looked fantastic through his first two starts, which is really surprising considering that he got knocked around quite a lot spring training really just doesn't matter um and uh yeah I, I, you know it's it this will be a challenge for 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 the mariners pitching and you know it, it'll it'll be a good uh good test for them going into the to the houston and cleveland series sure so um i guess we'll wrap up with uh with your series predictions what do you, how many games do you think the mariners take in this four game series and what is the uh, acceptable amounts? Uh, what what is like the bare minimum that you would be happy with? Sure, uh, uh, I think I, I I'd be um, pretty disappointed with anything less than two wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I think they'll get three though. I think um, I think the Junis uh, Marco matchup is uh, is the one that's uh, a little iffy. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think I think just top to bottom, uh, the Mariners are a better team than the Royals. Um, I think the matchups are are favorable for the Mariners. Uh, again, you know they don't have to face Brad Keller. Um, yeah, I I, I like uh, I like the uh, pretty much every matchup for them, uh, other than Junis. But again, you know we haven't really seen a lot of these guys hit against them, so. Uh, yeah, I expect three. Or, or I, um, they don't split the series. Either way, they're going to go into that Houston series uh, leading the division. So that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a fun ride so far. And, you know, again, my, my expectations are, are so low uh, to this point. And I'm just enjoying every minute of it. It's been, it's been great. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't expect it to to be like this the whole season, but yeah, I'm also not going to be that guy that's uh, that's telling you to uh, to not be excited about the Mariners because they're fun right now, and uh, I expect another fun series out of them. I, I hope they they continue to to crush the hell out of the ball. I hope Daniel Vogelback can continues to get opportunities and he uh, and he thrives and um you know i i i think this is also a really good opportunity for uh yusei kikuchi to finally have a um quality start under his belt i i think this could be a really really good time for him you know this is the first start of his career that really doesn't have any pressure or stress surrounding around it uh so i think that could be uh uh something uh something exciting for us to see 
Yeah. Uh, my general rule with a uh, four game series on the road, uh, regardless of who you're playing is find a way to split. And I'm happy. Um, it's, it's really tough to beat a baseball team three times in four days. Um, but yeah, I, I think a split is kind of expected. It would keep your nice little cushion before you start the, uh, the Houston Cleveland swing. Um, and not that you can't do damage in those series, but I, and not to get too far ahead, but to me, those two series, if they can find a way to not get swept in either, I'd be pretty happy. Um, so winning three out of four here would be very nice. It would take you to 12 and three heading into those series. It would give you a nice cushion. Um, and any wins past that would be a bonus. So like I said, I'm hoping for three out of four, but, um, the expectation always has to be to at least split, find a way to take two uh, from Kansas City. And like you said, they may be rebuilding, but Kansas City isn't completely devoid of talent. Uh, they have talent. Um, they can ma- they can make you pay if you're not on top of your game. So um, I like the pitching matchups for Seattle, like you mentioned. Um, but at the end of the day, just find a way, split the series, get back home, um, and let's put yourself to the test against uh, two teams that are pretty much unanimously picked to go to the, uh, to go to the playoffs this year, um, and, uh, see what you can do. So, um, I think that's going to wrap us up here for our, uh, series preview pod. We will be back either tomorrow or Wednesday, um, to talk about the big picture things with the Mariners, like their bullpen and how to get Daniel Vogel back more at bats and things like that. Things that we didn't really dive into on this podcast, uh, but before we sign off, Ty, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share? Um, like I said earlier, you know, I expect a, um, I you know, I expect some sort of regression at some point for this team. But right now, they're really fun. Just enjoy it. Don't be so pessimistic about it. They're way better than they have been. <laughs> yeah, or, or they've been way better than we than we expected. And uh, right now, they're they're technically the uh, best team in baseball. Enjoy it. The Seattle Mariners are nine and two. It's insane. Uh, they're off to the best start in franchise history through 11 games. How this specific uh, group of players did it. I have no idea. It's inexplicable, but some of the best things about baseball are, and uh, you just kind of have to roll with them. So enjoy it. Yep, I believe it was uh, Lloyd McClendon who used to say, just enjoy the ride. Um, like we said, I still, it's going to take a lot more than this for me to uh, back off my prediction of 78 to 81 wins. Um, but I'm certainly not going to get in the way of anybody, uh, anybody who chooses to get super excited about this. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, like I said, there's going to be a, there's going to be a stretch where they're going to lose you know, eight out of 10, that's just going to happen. It happens to a lot of teams, not just the rebuilding ones. Um, but yeah, I think this is a pretty solid team. Um, obviously it's an exciting time to be a Mariners fan and just let it ride. You know, uh, I think, I think most of us suspect this will come to an end. Um, but I mean, doesn't mean we're wishing for it. So we'll just enjoy the ride, watch some good baseball. And if nothing else, guys, the Mariners should have proven to you by now. They're a fun team. Uh, they may be good, uh, but I definitely know that they're going to be fun. So just enjoy that ride. Um, 
So that'll do it for us here on uh, our series preview pod. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to visit the website, sotomojo.com for all your Mariners content. Uh, you can also, you can also follow us on Twitter at sotomojofs. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. If you guys want, if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, send questions for the podcast and all that stuff. The best way to do that is on Twitter. That is where we are most of the time. So um, don't hesitate to send us a question or a, uh, or drop us a, a funny tweet, and uh, who knows? It might appear in a, uh, uh, I don't know, a video, let's say, in the very near future, if it's uh, funny and dumb enough. So uh, make sure you guys do all that stuff. Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, subs- uh, go ahead and subscribe and download the podcast so you don't miss any action, and I will see you in another life. Peace. Peace.